Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL's Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, we have an interesting topic uh, this segment, it deals with uh, Department of Labor uh, rule change uh, announced earlier this year and it will take effect on January 1. It will raise the threshold at which employees are exempt from being paid overtime. If I'm honest, I didn't know about this until I saw a press release come out of a company here in Utah called Solution Services. They handle uh, human resources type work and uh, their CEO joins us on the line right now. Doug Moody is the CEO of Solution Services Incorporated. Sir, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Lee? Not too bad at all. Uh, let me ask you, you're, you're the smart guy here. What is this new rule and what does it mean to, to Utah employers? Well, in a nutshell, um, a lot of employers have taken what they call a salary exempt status for employees, meaning that they're exempt from overtime. And there's a minimum wage threshold on that exempt status. Uh, there was a legislation introduced previously that was going to um, take it up even more significantly than it was. But effective January first, it goes from uh, thirty. It goes from twenty four. Let's see, twenty four thousand somewhere. Yeah, twenty dollars annually to thirty five five sixty eight annually. So as a minimum threshold for a salaried exempt employee. I see. So so if I make uh, if I make less than thirty five thousand, uh, I, I can collect. If I, if I'm a you know an exempt employee, I can collect overtime. Yeah, and, and there's there's other provisions to the to the Department of Labor's rules about who's eligible for overtime, and candidly, that's where most employers get caught in and where they get uh, and they slip. They think that oh, I'm paying them the minimum for the overtime exemption rule, so I don't have to pay them overtime, and that's not necessarily the case. There's there's quite a a list of things that they have to meet in terms of be, to be eligible for the exemption of overtime. Your uh, statement you put out uh, leads with the following. It says that it was announced that over 83 percent of small business executives in Utah are unaware of the new minimum wage effective January 1st for these salary exempt employees. What does it mean? What Let's say one of these employees, you are one of those employees or I'm sorry, employers, and you're caught flat footed. You're unaware of this. What does it mean to your business and to your uh, to your uh, to your model? Well, so there's no statute of limitations if you have a, a labor law violation. So they're going to come back. Uh, ultimately, you're going to have to come back and make a retrospective um, correction and possibly fines and penalties to go with that, um, you know, if that's been reported to the Department of Labor. So it's a, it's a pretty significant issue if, if um, you're caught flat-footed on that. What's it mean for employees? For employees, that means that they're going to get paid for the work that they performed, and they're going to be paid according to the law. Um, a lot of times, employers, you know, um, they take this assumption that, 
hey, I'm paying them a salary that meets the requirements so I don't have to pay them overtime, and yet they may be working an extra 10 hours a week that are, that are overtime eligible hours. And over a period of time, that can add up to a significant sum of money. So for employees, it could be a windfall if they're able to collect on that money. We're speaking to Doug Moody, the CEO of Solution Services, a company here in Utah who brought to my attention the fact that the Department of Labor has implemented a new rule which will take effect January 1, uh, which changes the way employees are compensated. It changes uh, the, the, the salary uh, status of, of exempt employees. Now, help me, the, this will impact about 1.3 million Americans uh, nationwide. Help me understand very, very basically who, who fits into this category of the 1.3 million nationwide. So traditionally, these are going to be white-collar employees um, that are performing more of an uh, office manager type of a role, those kinds of things. Um, those are traditionally the people who are going to fit in that kind of a, a profile and uh, might might not be over the the income threshold at this time. I see. Uh, so these these eighty three percent of companies who are unaware who are finding out right now uh, on this program. W- what do you recommend to them? So there's there's a couple of options that they can consider. They can begin paying those individuals based on the hours worked, and then paying them the overtime that they're entitled to. Um, or if they meet the criteria for the exemption status, certainly then they could raise their wages up to the minimum wage amount, uh, you know, and get them up to that $35,000, $36,000 range uh, so that they, they don't have to address that any, any further. I'm not, I've, I've never uh, owned a business or been responsible for a balance sheet or anything of that sort. Uh, let me ask you, what's the higher likelihood uh, for, for an employee, will they see their base annual salary increased, or will they uh, find themselves on the receiving end of more overtime? Well, the reality is in this marketplace, um, the wages have been driven up significantly, and, and there's probably not as many as you know we might suspect uh, here, at least locally, that are going to be impacted because the, the wages have been driven up based on just you know, supply and demand. Uh, we're at a point of full employment, and and so people are having to raise their wages with or without minimum wage requirements. Let me ask you: You are the CEO of, of Solution Services. What is your interest in this uh, in this issue in this new so, rule change by the Department of Labor? As a company, we help uh, small businesses manage the HR compliance issues and uh, in an outsourced relationship. And so we're trying to educate the public so that they can at least understand what it is they need to know and how they might comply. Um, you know, we, we try to provide those kind of services on an ongoing basis uh, for clients at a no-obligation basis if they just want to consult with us. Cool. Uh, you have a website? Yeah, it's www.ssihr.com. Very good. Uh, Mr. Moody is the CEO of Solution Services. Uh, we're talking about a significant change to compensation for employees, a new rule, uh, which has had an interesting history. Uh, can you help us? This started uh, during the Obama years. Uh, there was a, a proposal, uh, and then it was shot down, and it was uh, only now under the Trump administration that the Department of Labor has implemented this. Can you, can you talk us to us a little bit about the history, if you're aware? Yeah, so so uh, the Obama administration tried to raise it up to just under, well, it's about $47,500 was what they were proposing, which would have brought in an uh, even broader scope of people that would have been impacted because of the minimum. Uh, and that was, that was shut down. And then the Trump administration came back uh, and released the dollar amount. Um, although it's still a 50% increase, uh, they, they relaxed the, the dollar amount a little bit and, and brought it down to the 35568 
so it doesn't impact near as many. Um, uh, but but again, th- there's an impact to, to the workforce across the country, and 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 it requires that you know the wages are paid in appropriate manner to to make sure that they're they're getting compensated for the work that they perform. Understood, uh, Mr. Moody. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for being our guest here on Live Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Have sir. Thank you. We were talking to Doug Moody there, uh, Solution Services CEO. There's a new rule taking effect January 1. It's a Labor Department rule. Now, here's a, let me tell you something about, uh, I, I learned, something I learned during my days as a congressional aide. There are a number of ways under which we find ourselves facing uh, regulation and rule and law in uh, this country, at least on the federal level. The legislative branch, and pardon me for taking you back to civics class and uh, schoolhouse rocking your brain for here a moment, uh, but the legislative branch is in charge of legislating. Okay, you got that? They introduce bills. Those bills are debated. They're later voted upon. Well, you know the system. Uh, and that's how statute and law uh, is changed and, uh, and added upon. Well, There are also executive agencies which are empowered to create rules. And this, this change, this change in the threshold uh, at which employees are exempt from being paid overtime, uh, what we're talking about is a raising of that threshold uh, from from 23,000 to some 35,000. Well, that was not something uh, that was done via legislation, but rather uh, something handed down uh, by the Labor Department. Now, it's an interesting question you ask yourself, should uh, employers uh, today who are owners of businesses, right? Uh, an employer, uh, if you put together a company, if you are a small business owner, you own that entity. Uh, and now uh, what we have here is the Department of Labor, an executive agency, not staffed by elected officials. Uh, handing down a rule which is changing the way you do business and the highest of likelihoods if the estimations of uh, the gentleman joined us on the phone recently are accurate some 83 percent of you who are owning small businesses across the state of utah are unaware of this and that may not be so fair uh both in the fact that uh, you don't know what's going on and more importantly and i feel uh because it's being handed down by someone who wasn't elected uh, to do so. I think the, the more we can see uh, rules and statute being impacted by legislators, because remember, you, you vote for a legislator. Uh, you, you didn't vote for the secretary uh, of whatever, secretary of labor. You didn't vote for him. Uh, he was appointed, and so you've got an appointed official uh, telling you how to do your business in lieu of uh, a legislative one. Uh, anyway, that's my two cents. And there are a number of uh, lawmakers uh, at various levels of government who uh, agree with this, uh, that there should be a, a separation, a true separation of powers uh, between the legislative and the executive branch. And we're, uh, I'm going to keep an eye on these rule-making changes that happen from time to time. And, uh, and if I'm honest, sometimes the rules make good sense. Sometimes they're fine. Sometimes they, if were, if they were handed down by a legislator, uh, I'd be, you know, shouting their praises and very happy. But the principle is where I get a, a little bothered. So I'm not weighing into the merits or lack thereof here in this uh, Department of Labor rule, uh, which changes the way these folks who get their overtime payment or their annual salaries are handed down. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's good business. Maybe it is. I mean, the employees certainly are going to think it's good. Uh, I haven't really heard much from the employers, so I'm 
I'm not going to pretend to to have a good strong opinion on that. But what I do know is that legislators are be legislating and executives are be executing. Okay, uh, so that's my little two cents. I'll keep an eye on it into the future. Next up, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk jobs again uh, with a friend of mine, Nate McDonald's. Uh, Nate McDonald. He's with the de- Department of Workforce Services. We're going to talk about some of the labor numbers from last year and very specifically what they mean for employees and job seekers. Uh, a sneak peek. It's really good news. Stick around. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.